Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. I'm joined this morning by Umay. How do you mate? You good? You well? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Tom. I uh, hope you're doing well as well. Not too shabby, mate. Uh, good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Thank you wherever you happen to be in the world. Appreciate it on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we're here, obviously, with the season over now in full transfer mode. Um, we'll be bringing you, of course, coverage continually of all the transfers to be discussed and talked about as well. Um, Bayern Munich are said to be uh, having, a, having a chat. He's calling. Tuchel's calling Rice late at night, Omar. What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I know they're having a bit of a pillow talk, which is um, not good, not good for Arsenal fans. But you know what? I'm not worried um, only because I think Declan Rice has his heart set on staying in London, uh, staying in the Premier League. I think we spoke about it a few days ago. Bayern Munich, massive football club, one of the best teams in Europe. But right now, they're a mess off the pitch, I think, um, that the, they've got um, a squad which is um, not, not the best in terms of uh, quality. Um, on another day, Borussia Dortmund don't bottle the Bundesliga and they go on to win that title. And it leaves Bayern Munich with no trophies this season, which is crazy to even think about. Um, off the pitch, Oliver Kahn uh, has been dismissed. He was forbidden to attend the final day uh, game against Mainz, which is um, crazy to think about. Um, there's apparently been talk of Thomas Tuchel even reportedly leaving Bayern Munich over the next few Cologne, weeks. Wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, Cologne. They played. Yeah, Cologne. Sorry, yeah, Dortmund played Mainz, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's. D- D- I think Didi Hammond came out and said um, yesterday that Tuchel could leave. Bayern Munich over the next few days. Um, so even though he's been having a bit of pillow talk with Declan Rice, he may not even be here <laughs> to see Declan Rice um, feature for Bayern Munich because right now I think there's so many things happening at Bayern Munich which um, Tuchel may not agree with, the board may not agree with in terms of uh, player recruitment, in terms of where the club needs to go forward. So I'm not surprised that Bayern Munich like Declan Rice I think the the interest probably stems from Thomas Tuchel because he's had a long-standing interest in Declan Rice even when he was at Chelsea. And I said to you the other day, I'm quite thankful that Thomas Tuchel is not at Chelsea right now because if he was and we were heading into the summer transfer window, I could potentially see Chelsea beating us um, to Declan Rice's signature. But right now, I don't think Bayern Munich would be willing to spend £100 million or so. I know they reportedly have launched a £95 million bid but I don't really believe it. If I'm honest, I've 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 rarely seen Bayern Munich spend that amount of money on one player, um, unless I'm mistaken. It's quite interesting. Um, I'm not sure what was the biggest in terms of transfer fee that they've spent on the player. But yeah, I just can't see it happening. I think Edu he'll get it over the line. I saw an interview yesterday on Sky Sports that he's not being he's not going to be traveling to Brazil, <laughs> which I'm very thankful for. That he wants to do face to face meetings over here. Um, in, in London so I'm hopeful that those face-to-face meetings uh, take place in Brighton and take place in uh, Stratford so hopefully we can bring in Kaiser and Declan Rice this summer yeah I'm just looking at Lucas Hernandez is their biggest tr- signing at 80 million euros um, mm. 
Leroy Sane, 49. Deama Pagano, 42. And Matthias Delic, 67 million euros. So, yeah, I mean, it would Rice would be their record signing easily, comfortably, if they spend that amount of money. So, no, they've not spent upwards of 100 million euros yet. Uh, doesn't mean to say they couldn't. They're a very rich and wealthy club with all of their, you know, championships and winning 11 titles, you know, in a row. I mean, that's just silly. <laughs> that's just... I'm getting bored. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> But Dortmund had a great chance and uh, completely, complete, yeah, they they are the bottlers That's of the season, it's fair to say. Uh, our Borussia Dortmund in that fashion, but goodness me, yeah, they'll probably go on and win a 12th next year. But uh, I mean, if you are Rice, I understand like the appeal of of buying because you know the, the opportunity to win. Yeah, the Bundesliga seems almost a certainty uh, most times, especially with Dortmund losing their best player this summer and Bellingham leaving, um, and. I think that the Champions League, why I don't necessarily see Dortmund as the, you know, I don't see Dortmund on the same level as Real Madrid and Man City at this moment in time. I think they're just kind of just short of those two. But you're always going to go far, you know, if if you get a good run with Bayern Munich. So there's always an opportunity there. But I just think that Rice would want to stay in London. Mm -hmm. I think he would want to continue at an English club. I think that he sees the progression of Arsenal in the Premier League. Um, So I think, yeah, it makes sense that that Arsenal would still be in the lead. And that's supposedly where Arsenal are, is we're still apparently in the lead for uh, for Rice. I said this on yesterday's show. I think that, you know, when it comes to Caicedo and Rice, Arsenal have to get one of the two. And Edu particularly has to get one of those two over the line this summer. Um, mm. And if he doesn't, and, you know, we get an alternative, <laughs> then there's going to be question marks. It's, it's like, I know a lot has been said in terms of we need an attacker, etc. And I, I agree. I think we do need to strengthen in the forward line. And we'll speak about it, it, it later on in the show in terms of uh, links. But we scored 88 goals this season. I think that's a record in the Premier League. So our attack is formidable in, in terms of putting the ball in the back of the net. I think the midfield age is a bit... It's getting to a stage where they need replacing, they need uh, freshening up. But... I look back to what Liverpool done when they signed um, Allison and Van Dijk. Like they were, they were competing with Manchester City year on year. They had like Salah, Mane, Firmino. They had the nucleus of the team, and they were getting close to Manchester City. But it was that final step which was just leaving them a bit short in the final stages of the season. And what they done, they signed Virgil Van Dijk and they signed Allison, and they went on to win the Champions League and they went on to win the Premier League title. And I see. Um, a bit similar with Arsenal. Like Arsenal right now, they've got a team in place, but I just think they need to add the final touches to this team. And I think um, our Alisson and Van Dijk this summer could be Caicedo and Declan Rice because I look at it and I'm not saying that we technically have a free run at those players, but if we're, if we're competing with the rest of Europe, I'd back us to get those players right now. Because we're well positioned, win the Champions League, we can offer good wages, we can offer these players what they want, which is to compete. So right now, I'm confident. And if we can get these two players in, I would liken it to what Liverpool done a few windows ago when they signed Virgil van Dijk and Alisson, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's a comparative window to what Arsenal are looking to do to take them to that next level. You know, I want to go far in the Champions League next season. With that Europa League, I always looked at the Europa League like, yeah, it'd be nice if we won that competition. But like, even yeah. if we won the Europa League, I'd look back and go, yeah, nice, like we won the Europa League. But you win the Champions League, that is <laughs> something, you know, I, I long for that trophy to be associated yeah. with Arsenal and 
who knows what Arsenal are capable of. And, you know, we've got a chance of, of going far in that competition if we had the right players. And I put Rice and Caicedo absolutely at the, the top of my list of, of wants for this season. Um, outside of, of that, staying in the midfield, though, James Madison, still very much on the agenda. Jo- uh, John Cross of the Mirror reporting yesterday that Arsenal would look at, uh, at Madison or one of the clubs interested in him. But they, he claimed that perhaps Arsenal might need to sell to buy. Do you think that's more to do with the number of players we have in the role rather than the money side of things. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, the money aspect. I think it's just the squad and the attacking positions are a bit bloated. And if we do want to bring in a player like uh, Madison, Mount, Kudus, etc., in that mould, we'll have to look to um, allow players like Emil Smith-Rowe potentially to depart. Um, so, yeah, I think it's more in terms of outgoings. But, yeah, £40 million... Pounds, or even potentially could be even less. Madison only has one year left on his contract at Leicester City. They're not in a position to be uh, bargaining with teams uh, because now they're going to be playing championship football. So he's an interesting player. I've always liked him. I'm a bit sceptical only because when Leicester were facing relegation this season, I think his attitude has dipped because I've seen Leicester a lot this season as, as their Premier League team. And in games where you need Madison, you need players, your best players to come up and, and perform, he's not done that, to be honest. And there was a few games ago where Dean Smith decided to take him out of the team completely. I think it was against Newcastle, away from home. And he decided to revert to a back five. And Madison and Harvey Barnes, I, I think, weren't even in the uh, starting eleven. So... He's a very good player. I think what he what he can offer Arsenal is uh, output from that midfield position. Um, very technical. I think he would um, fit this team very well. Attitude, I'm a bit worried. Um, but there was a lot of comparisons yesterday that if we're going for Madison, is he a better player than Emil Smith-Rowe? And it was an interesting point, but I think availability is key as well. And I think we're forgetting what uh, Madison has done in, in recent seasons. And I think he has been a very good player for Leicester City. So I think if we were to allow Emil Smith-Rowe to depart and we put, if we were to bring in a, a player like James Madison, I think it would be a good replacement for Emil Smith-Rowe. But where do you stand on it? Do you think, what's your take on both players? Because if Madison comes in, it means Emil Smith-Rowe departs. But do you think there's a difference to these two players? Yeah, I think there is. I think I think Madison's a lot more work outside the box type yeah. player. Um, and I think that, you know, when he, sh- when he shoots, it's from outside the box. His creativity is outside the box, set-piece specialisms. Whereas Smith-Rowe, I think, is a lot more direct compared mm. to him. I think, you know, you see him darting into the area more, get on the end of chances, that type of player. Smith-Rowe, there's such a, a question mark over Smith-Rowe right now. Um, you know, if I had a choice of playing one of Smith-Rowe or Madison in the left eight and we were in the FA Cup final this weekend, I'd play Madison. You know, yeah, I, I, think the the, yeah. I, I, that, I think that that comes into it somewhat. Um, and Arsenal with Xhaka moving on, I think need to evolve that left eight role. And whilst I think Caicedo and Rice can play together or Partey and Rice or Partey and Caicedo, you know, I think the three of them can rotate within those two deeper sentiment positions. I also think that you've got scope to bring Madison in and use him in games where, you know, you think about Southampton at home this season, you think Mm. about um, Brentford at home this season, you think about Everton away, you know, games where Arsenal, you know, would dominate the ball, but 
you know, struggled to, uh, I don't know, we didn't struggle to score against Southampton until late, but we struggled to, you know, convert and create significant chances at times, especially at Everton. We struggled to create significant chances. So they're the type of games I look and go, that's where Madison starting on that left eight role would be great for us. Um, But it's so hard to say goodbye to Smith Rowe after like Mm. a year of thinking he's absolutely priceless and, you know, he's the future of this football club. So, yeah, it would take a big bid to convince me to sell Smith Rowe, but there might be clubs out there willing to do that. Um, if Arsenal were going to spend, you know, a lot of money on on midfielders, Rice Caicedo, it might be that they need to look to the markets, free agents in the summer yeah. to offset that. There's a number of players we talked about in the past, Rafa Guerrero. Uh, I did a piece the other day in which I discussed kind of some options. Daichi Kamada, who looks like he's moving to AC Milan on a free, could have been a potential attacking midfield option. Uh, but Marco Asensio is another who looks to be leaving Real Madrid on a free. I, I'm really surprised that they're letting him go on a free and they haven't yeah. even offered him, from the sounds of things, a new contract at all. Like It's not a case of he's rejected deals. It's From the sounds of things, they've not even offered him something. Uh, I think Danny Sabas might be in a similar boat as well. Um, but Asensio, is he someone that you'd be keen on Arsenal maybe talking about him as a potential free signing? I like him. You know that. I think not many Arsenal fans are on board with it. But you've just touched on it. If we're spending huge amounts of money on Caicedo, on Declan Rice, looking to strengthen the midfield and, and the backline, which I think is the priority for me in this summer transfer window, um, a player like Asensio, at 27 years of age, um, Champions League winner, proven pedigree in Europe, um, Spanish international, top, top player. As a free, I think when you look at the market this summer, it would be a masterstroke, potentially. Um, he could come in, he could rotate with Bukayo Saka, um, and then you, you can allow Bukayo Saka to have a rest in certain games, and I think the quality wouldn't dip. Um, and I think a lot of Real Madrid fans are upset. You spoke about the fact that they've not offered him a new contract, and I was looking on social media the other day when I think Fabrizio Romano tweeted it. There's a lot of Real Madrid fans in the comments like really, really upset the fact that they've not offered Asensio a new contract. And it shows that if Real Madrid fans, one of the most, um, I don't know what the word is, uh, arrogant fans in Europe, the ones who want it every... Yeah, it's entitled. Exactly, that's the word. Want a player like Asensio to stay, it must mean there's something about him. I know at times he's uh, not had the best of luck in terms of injuries. It's been a bit unfortunate for him. But when Asensio first broke through in Real Madrid's team uh, and in uh, uh, the Spanish national team, he was one of the best things um, in in Europe, like one of the best players basically to have come out from Real Madrid's uh, squad. So, yeah, I like him. I know you're a big fan as well. And you've spoken about in the past that you would take him. And I think I'm on board with you. I'm on board with you. Yeah, look, he came for Mallorca and moved to Real Madrid in his teens and... When he went on loan to Espanyol, that's when I first became aware of him when he was 20 and he got he was in double digits for assists. Um, didn't score many at all then, but when he moved to when he came back to Real Madrid after that season, was integrated. He scored in the, uh, the Super Cup final, a mad goal from outside the box, and then got into the team and started becoming a goal scorer, was scoring in Champions League finals. Um, you know, was coming on in the biggest moments and scoring. He scored a great goal against Bayern Munich. Um, in a semi-final where he kind of run from the halfway line and, you know, just took players on and, and scored. But, yeah, there's just ever since the injury, which he ironically suffered against Arsenal, actually, in a pre-season friendly um, in America, it's just not 
you've we've not seen the same since he came back. I remember on the game that he came back, he actually scored on his first game back from injury, and I was like, wow, okay, we're going to see, you know, he's back. We're going to see the best of him, and it just hasn't quite. I think the issue that he suffers from is uh, a lack of identity somewhat around Madrid because he's not. I wouldn't describe him as a ten, and he's not a winger. And he's somewhere in between the two. He's a bit like Smith Rowe in a way. Um, And when you've got Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr., he's not going to start over them two. And Fede Valverde has also played in those wide positions as well. And, you know, he's a phenomenal player. Mm. And they don't play with a number 10. You know, they play with the the pivot and then they play with the Cruz Modric um duo, or they put Valverde in there instead of Cruz, and they have like or they can play Camavinga or they can play Chuameni. You know, it's mainly a four three three similar to us. And whilst I think maybe he could play that Odegaard role, he doesn't start over Odegaard at the moment, and he doesn't start over Saka. So you bring him in and he's gonna be a rotational option, he's gonna be a bench option, he's gonna be quite similar to what he is now at Real Madrid. But I think he would maybe get more minutes than he gets at Real Madrid, especially with rotation, especially with, I think, maybe coaching under Arteta we could bring. And I think he, because he's capable of scoring goals, if he was to come in and start scoring, and I, you know, I'd take him over Fabio Vieira, for instance, you know, mm-hmm. if you're bringing off Odegaard, who would I rather bring on, Vieira or Asensio? I'd rather bring on Asensio. So um, I think there's scope for it. I'd be surprised if it happened. Um but who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, apparently, Arsenal were keen. Apparently, Arteta likes him. So, let's see if, if anything happens to now and then. The other, obviously, frees is Guerrero, as we've discussed. Evan and Dika is also on a free at the end of the season. But we think we've kind of covered that left-sided centre-back role now. Um, but there are others uh, that are out there. And, you know, it, we're still not confirmed. Reese Nelson's contract. But hopefully, we'll hear yeah. something uh, on that soon. Um, let's... Obviously, go to the chat box before we wrap up. Uh, Tamin says, Arsenal probably again will finish out of the top four. Really? Of course, if they can't spend a lot of uh, to bring the best players to strengthen the squad like big rivals. So what's now? I mean, this is kind of comes from suggestions. I've seen pundits suggest Arsenal won't finish outside the top four. I see Sky doing those kind of like, who do we predict will challenge for the title? And no one's talking about Arsenal. Does that bother you? Doesn't bother me. I'd kind of, I'd kind of numb to it now. <laughs> it doesn't bother me as well. I, I was happy that Mike Richards was on board with it, though. Like no one was speaking about Arsenal, and then he came out and said, "Yeah, Arsenal will challenge." Everyone's forgetting about Arsenal, and they mm. basically just said, "You're an Arsenal fan, aren't you?" And Mike, and he just stayed quiet. He remained quiet. Well, he is an Arsenal fan. He is. But... <laughs> he is. He is. Um, but no, it's annoying because it, it irritates me because these pundits, like. Do they watch football? That's what I just yeah. think to myself. Do they watch football? Because if you've not seen how Arsenal performed for most of this season and you've seen the improvements, you've seen how um, they're continuing to improve, evolve, and you still think to yourself, okay, next season, this isn't the team that's going to challenge uh, Manchester City. Then I'm thinking you're not the right person um, to be speaking about football or commenting on football because I look at next season, looking ahead to next season, and I know... Pundits always like to put Manchester United in that bracket. Um, I've seen shouts of Chelsea potentially being in the title race, which I think is not going to happen. Like you're actually crazy. How can you go from 12th to being comp- to competing with the likes of Manchester City? It's not feasible. It's going to take time for Mauricio Pochettino um, to find the right structure, to find the right players for his system. So again, I think next season for Chelsea it will be a difficult one. Tottenham. Again, I think it's going to be a difficult season for them without European football. I don't think they'll strengthen in the summer. Harry Kane's future is uncertain. You don't know with that. 
Liverpool, they probably could challenge, I think, next season with the right additions. I still think the forward line is very good. Darwin Nunez, uh, Gakpo, Salah, uh, Jota, they've got very good attacking options. But midfield's probably the area which I think they need to strengthen. And then it's Arsenal, Manchester City. You look at Arsenal's team right now. They're, they're the best team, which is well-placed to compete with Manchester City again. Like, they're not going to be selling the likes of Bukayo Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, etc. They're going to have the same team, which performed so good for 80% of this season. And they'll strengthen as well. I keep hearing that yeah, Arsenal won't compete next season because the likes of Manchester United will improve. The likes of Liverpool will improve. What about us? Arsenal will improve as well. It's not like we're going to have a season where we're going to be yeah. faltering. We're going to improve. We're going to look to sign better players. So I just think it's... You know what? I think it stems from jealousy. It stems from pundits being wrong about Mikel Arteta. And it's not a bad thing. There's a lot of Arsenal fan base who who were a bit um, not, not optimistic about Mikel Arteta. But they hold their hands up and they say, OK, we got it wrong about him. Do the same as a media pundits. Like, hold your hands up. Gary Neville is probably shocked. The fact that he was at Valencia and he got sacked after how many games and Mikel Arteta, has, in his first job, is doing so well for Arsenal. Roy Keane. Remember a few seasons ago when I think Tim Cahill um, was sitting uh, with Roy Keane and Roy Keane said, what has Arteta done? This is all for them being Manchester United, this and that, and what? It's jealousy. Yeah. It stems from jealousy because they never expected it. So, yeah, I agree. Let them keep talking um, because, yeah, they've got nothing better to do, to be honest. Umar woke up and chose violence this exactly. morning. And, exactly. uh, and we appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate your time. As always, uh, tune in tomorrow or later in the week for more uh, scathing criticisms of the uh, media by Umar. <laughs> we'll uh, look forward to Even it. Even though he works uh, in the media. <laughs> thank you for your time, mate. Thank you, man. Always appreciate it. You going to the Emirates as well tomorrow? I will be, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> there's going to be video <laughs> evidence, I'm sure. So let's uh, let's see. Let's see how that goes. Um, Good luck, bro. Good luck. <laughs> thanks, bro. Uh, thank you, everybody, joining us in the chat box. Really appreciate your time. Do uh, drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. And uh, we'll see you again very soon. Have a good one. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,